we are starting a new series entitled, Show Me Your Friends. Show Me Your Friends. Um, this series is gonna be a blessing to you. I'm gonna be talking about marriage. I'm gonna be talking about singleness. I'm gonna be talking about dating. I'm gonna be talking about sex. I'm gonna be talking about friendship. I'm gonna be talking about family dynamics. We're gonna, we're gonna hit it all, y'all. And so, listen, there is, there's never gonna be an irrelevant week for you. Like today, I'm gonna focus on singles, but I'm gonna throw in just enough for you married folk, okay? On the weeks that I'm talking about marriage, I'm gonna throw in just enough for you single folk and, and on and on. Um, your, every week is gonna be relevant to your life, so um, stay engaged. It's gonna be very practical. So for my super spiritual saints, there's not gonna be a lot of Greek and Hebrew and revelation like I usually bring. It's gonna be pretty practical, just like, yo, you wanna make your marriage better? Do this. You wanna have a great single life? Do this. You wanna, I mean, it's gonna be pretty practical. Uh, so lean in with me and... Um, you may even go, man, this isn't spiritual enough. No, it's plenty spiritual because this will absolutely help your relationships. Anybody want a little bit of help in relationships? Come on, you want to make your relationships better? All of your relationships. So, so I'm, I'm going to really pastor through this, okay? And uh, if you need to be inspired, go on YouTube and watch Egypt is not an option again. That was last week's word. But today we're going to go to work, okay? And I'm going to be real practical, but it's going to help your life, I promise. Two people are better off than one, Ecclesiastes 4. For they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. It's in real trouble. It's in real trouble. Let's pray. Father, speak now. We open our hearts to you and we thank you for uh, this word that's going to not only challenge us, but inspire us and it's going to help us grow tonight in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen, and amen. Thank you, brother. Uh, God said it is not good for man to be alone. It's pretty amazing because God said that before the fall. This was before sin, before temptation, before evil before violence, before murder, before anything that would come before temptation. God looked at all of his creation. He looked at all of it and said, it is good. But then he looked at Adam and Adam was alone and he said, this is not good. Adam needs companionship. This is not good for man to be alone. This is not just a marriage scripture. It's a life scripture that your best life will not happen alone. Yeah. I think it's amazing that we usually post selfies saying, I'm living my best life. Uh, it's actually a contradiction. You're not living your best life alone. You're living your best life in community because this was God's ultimate good plan for you. It is God's good plan for you to live within community. That's why the enemy attacks relationships. Yeah? That's why most of our hurt stems from relationships because the enemy's trying to do everything he can to hurt you and to get you away from God's good original plan of bringing you together. From the beginning, God's design was for us to walk together. You're better with others. We are better together. And when God saves you, he saves you into a family called the body of Christ, called the family of God, called the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so when God wants to bless your life, he sends a person. And when the devil wants to destroy your life, he sends a person. 
<laughs> You're never going to wake up in the middle of the night and there's the devil in his little red suit going, I'm going to destroy you. No. Yeah, he sends a girl in a red dress. <laughs> he sends a homeboy in a red car. Come on, somebody. He... <laughs> when God wants to bless you, he brings great people into your life. When the enemy wants to destroy you, he'll bring people into your life. So we are, here's, here's a big thought if you're taking notes, we are moving at the speed of our relationships. Our life is moving at the speed <clears throat> of our relationships. Our relationships are shaping us and are directing us. If you want to know what your life is gonna look like in five years, how many would like a good prophetic word about your future? Can I see your hand? Amen, you wanna, yeah, Jabin prophesy. What's your future? What's my future? Okay, here it is. Your future is your five best friends right now. <laughs> if you wanna know what your future looks like, just look at your five closest friends. <laughs> show me your five best friends and I'll show you who you are. And show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Sociologists tell us that you can actually take your five closest relationships, figure out the average of what they make annually and that's about what you'll make. So if you want to get better at money, you got to hang out with some people that understand money. You want to get, you want to, you want to fall more in love with Jesus. You got to hang around people who love Jesus. If you're married and you want a strong marriage, you got to hang around people who have a strong marriage. You're not going to have a strong marriage if your best friends hate marriage. And if, you know, girls, if your, if your girlfriends are all man haters and bro, if your, if your homies are all girl haters, you're, you're not going to have a strong marriage. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Relationships matter. Your relationships are like an elevator. You're going up or you're going down, but you are not staying the same. Every relationship is moving you in a direction. We are moving at the speed of our relationships. And my personal relationship with Christ must show up in my relationship with others. I cannot say I love Jesus and I hate his church and I hate his body. That means that my friendships, I must have, I must have friendships with people that do not know Jesus. Because I'm salt and I'm light. And I, and I got to have friends with, I got I to gotta know people and love people and be friends with people that do not know Jesus, absolutely. But I better have some really close friendships with people that love Jesus and know Jesus and are going in the right direction as me. Amen. And again, there's someone in here and you're super spiritual and you're going, Jabin, I don't need all this. All I need is Jesus. I got the word. I got Jesus. I got the Holy Ghost. I speak in tongues. I got the Bible. I watched Joyce Meyer on Monday. I know the Lord. Okay, cool. Listen, all you need, do you need Jesus? Yes. But all you need is what Jesus said you need. Hello. Come on, somebody. All I need is God. No, you need what God said you need. And God said, it is not good for you to be alone. You've got to have some good friendships. You've got to have some good relationships. And so my, my life is moving at the speed of my relationships. So I must have healthy relationships because those relationships will define my future. So now let me talk to the single folk for a while and let me help you. Now, married people, don't check out on me because I'm gonna throw in some things. Trust me, I'll step on your toes too, Okay. By the way, I'm going to talk a little bit about sex and premarital sex. I don't know anyone's sex life in here. So, so don't anyone think, oh my God, he's talking to me. I'm not talking to you. I'm not because I don't know what you do. 
Amen. It'd be creepy if I did. So if I, if I, if I say some things from the word tonight that are a little countercultural, you, you know, a 92-year-old woman came up to me today at, at the 10 and she goes, you were born in the wrong era. She goes, I haven't heard stuff like this for 50 years. She goes, this is like, and she was pumped. She was like, this is amazing. Thank you. And so, so just so you know, though, like, I'm not like, I'm not some weird old school, I'm not some angry guy, but I'm going to give you some scripture tonight that's going to talk a little bit about, about sexual purity. And so I don't know your sex life. I'm not judging anyone. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to lose sleep tonight over what you do. Okay. But I'm going to give you God's plan. Okay. Amen. And, and, and so, and I'm not preaching to you. I'm just preaching God's word and I'm not pointing anyone out. I just want to make that clear because this is a small room. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, oh. it's just awkward to say certain things in this size of a room with this many people in it. Okay. First Corinthians chapter seven. Sometimes I wish everyone was single like me. This is the apostle Paul. A simpler life in many ways. And all the married people can say amen to that. Simpler. You know, no, it is. You know, uh, yesterday Goldie decided she was walking to the toilet and decided who needs the toilet and just took a dump on our wood floor. It's just, y'all know what a dump is. Is that too? She decided to use the restroom on the wood floors instead of the potty. And well, it's, a, it's you know, it'd have been simpler to be single and play Fortnite. But no, so you know, you, so. So I'm in the, I'm upstairs and I hear she had a, so, you know, and we make, it's funny and you got to take a picture of it. Come on, somebody post the video. Come on, somebody. I mean, we didn't post the video, but we took a video, you know, it's a little memory. Wow. There's a, there, there it is right in the hallway. Praise God. There, there you are. And then you clean it up and you move on. Okay. So I'm just saying, Paul said it's a simpler life, but celibacy is not for any, for everyone any more than marriages. Notice that Paul uses celibacy and singleness in the same terms. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because God's reward for faithfulness is sex. God's establishment of covenant is sex. Okay. So God only recognizes sex in one context. Okay. Uh, okay, that got quiet. God's gift to God. God gives the gift of single to some. Singleness is a gift. And the gift of the married life to others. And marriage is a gift. Come on, men. Amen. Amen. Okay, pray. trying to help you score some points. I do, though, tell the unmarried and the widows or divorcees, whatever, you're unmarried, that singleness might well be the best thing for them as it has been for me. Paul said, hey, singleness has worked out great for me. I don't, I don't need to be married. But if they can't manage their desires, he's talking about sexual desires and emotions, they should by all means go ahead and get married. The difficulties of marriage, because marriage comes with difficulty, so does singleness, but marriage does too, are preferable by far to a sexually tortured life as a single. So Paul, you know, remember last week I was talking about count your cost. Paul's like, you know, there's a cost to marriage, but there's a cost to being a sexually tortured single. So saying if you're, if you're just burning, you know, and cold showers aren't working anymore and cryotherapy isn't working and ice baths aren't working, you better get married. Okay. 
So I want to talk to single people for just a couple of minutes. Single, secure, and satisfied. I believe you can live single, secure, and satisfied. 45% of adult Americans are not married. It's the highest rate of singleness in U.S. history. 45% of adults are no longer married in America. Males are getting married at 30 years old. Females are getting married at 28 years old. This is, again, very high. Uh, 13 years ago, when my wife and I got married, I was 22, she was 20. No one even thought that was weird. You know what I'm saying? Thir just 13 years ago. 13 years later, you know, a 22-year-old is going to get married. We're like, whoa, 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 you're really young. Are you ready? Are you sure? Are you, you, you know, your frontal lobe hasn't even really fully developed. Are you sure? Oh. <laughs> the stuff we say. And so we, so, so people are getting married later. I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I'm not going to get into all those, but I am just saying people are getting married later. So I'm, I'm preaching on a, on a normal Sunday, 45% of our congregation will not be married. And so I want to help you because I believe your singleness season, your single season can be a gift. It can be a joy. Come on. You can be secure in your calling, satisfied in your life, happy, content, and grateful while you're single. And then when you get married, it's great too. But you can, you can live single, secure, and satisfied. So let me give you three things about singleness. Singleness, number one, is not a sin. Because I think sometimes in the church, we kind of communicate that. Well, you're not married yet, huh? Well, <laughs> you ever been married? <laughs> you ever been engaged? <laughs> like somehow, well, at least you've been engaged. Like we like somehow say that's normal. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like the things we say, let all that condemnation go. Singleness is not a sin. Paul calls singleness a gift. Don't, don't let anyone pressure you into anything. I know your mama wants a grandbaby. I get it, but relax. Don't, don't let the enemy pressure you in. Don't let a frenemy <laughs> pressure you. Don't let a friend, don't let your mother, don't let some Christian whatever tell you. Listen, singleness is a gift. And I think a lot of people we, we hear preaching like this in the church a lot. Well, you know, uh, God, God is still preparing you for your spouse. What are you talking about? Like, who's ready? Come on. Who was ready to get married? No. Now, there was parts of you that were ready. <laughs> but you weren't ready. No, I'm serious. You weren't ready. When we got married, we weren't ready. We were kids. You're not ready. So don't, uh, you being single does not mean you're not ready to get married. I guess I'm just not ready. The Lord hasn't provided. No, no, no. <laughs> Let all that condemnation and shame go. Singleness is not a sin. Marriage is a beautiful gift from God, absolutely. But don't let that, the, the greatest theologian we have in all of Christian history, the apostle Paul was not married. Jesus, of course, was not married. So don't, don't get caught up in this thing like you've done something wrong because you're not married. Okay, don't live in that pressure and don't let people pressure you, okay? Now, when it's time and it's right and it's good, absolutely, I'm, I'm definitely encouraging marriage by all means. I think marriage is amazing. But what I am saying is don't let the enemy have a voice in your singleness, okay? Marriage has challenges and difficulties, so does singleness, don't live in the fear that people live in this fear. I miss the one. 
I just know, it was like, it was 1999, we were at a bar. And we were just totally vibing, and then I let him go, and oh, he was the one. No, he's, no, there isn't the one. There's 7.7 billion people on the planet. You didn't miss the one. And if there is a the one, they're probably in Asia or Africa where most people are. So if you believe in the one, go get a passport and move to China, teach English, and you'll find the one. Amen, okay? So there isn't, we don't believe in that. Well, the reason I'm not married is because God's still making me the right one. No. Because <laughs> again, we're back to shame. We're back to, we're back to you're not good enough yet. And one day you'll be good enough. No, 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 no. Let all that go. Singleness is a gift. Embrace it. Enjoy it. Learn the joy. This is so big. Learn the joy of being single. Learn the joy of being content, being satisfied in life. Learn to enjoy life and to be grateful. Here's why, here's why. Because one day when you're married, you're gonna need all of that. If you're not joyful now, content now, satisfied now, enjoying life now, grateful now, you won't be when you're married. Miserable singles make miserable spouses. And a lot of you think, if I could just get married. If you think marriage is the answer to all of your problems, watch me, watch me. Your spouse will be your problem. If you think marriage will answer all of your problems, your spouse will be the source of all of your problems. If I could just get married, if I could just find the one, if I could just be the right one, if I could just get ready, if I could just, then everything, no, no, no. Like this doesn't change you. Hello, this isn't Lord of the Rings. My precious. (laughs) It doesn't transform you into a new. I'm Jabin right now, and I'm Jabin right now, and I'm just as jacked up with this thing on or without this thing on. But we think, oh, if I could just get a ring. (laughs) Maybe eight to nine carats. Nothing too big. Yeah. Yeah, that actually might change you. Amen. I'll make you bougie. Start judging people. Hello. <laughs> my, here's my point. If you think marriage is the answer to all your problems, see, here's what most Christians usually believe, something like this. I need a better marriage or a better spouse and I need more money. Let me tell you about marriage and money. Marriage and money are magnifiers. They just magnify who you really are. You don't have a marriage problem or a money problem, you have a you problem. Okay, okay. <laughs> Marriage, money, no, me. I got a me problem. And if I think that a marriage will make me happier, or a new marriage will make me happier, or more money will make me better, no, I got a me problem. I got to deal with me. I got to deal with what's going on, on in here. Miserable singles make miserable spouses. Amen. Number two, number two, be an amazing friend. Be an amazing friend. Proverbs says a friend sticks closer than a brother. Be an amazing friend. Be a battle-born friend. Be a friend born for the battle. The Bible says that, that a friend was born for adversity. I'm born for the valley. I'm born for when you're in a fight. I'm not your mountaintop friend. I'm not your fair weather friend. I'm here to fight with you. 
when you're going through hell, I'll go with you with a water pistol and we're going to kick the devil's butt. We're going to go. Like, we're going to make it. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going I'm to speak with you. I'm going I'm to speak God's. You got to be a good friend. Be an amazing friend because amazing friends make great spouses. And bad friends make bad spouses. If you're a bad friend, if you're, if, if you're stingy and a gossip and jealous and mean and ugly and always on your phone but can never write back, I didn't mean ugly like this, I mean ugly like this, and, and you're always on the ground but you can't answer the phone, you're a bad friend. And you're gonna be a bad spouse. I'm telling you, you got to become a good friend. Being a good friend has way more to do with character than anything else. Be the kind of friend you want to be. So right now, single people, work on your friendships. Stay social. Don't become isolated. Build healthy friendships. Become the friend you want in your life. Look at this, 2 Corinthians. 7 verse 5. I'm actually going to read it from the message, but I think we have it from something else. When we arrived in Macedonia, there was no rest for us. We were faced with conflict from every direction, with battles on the outside and fear on the inside. Paul is saying, I was at the bottom of the barrel. I was so discouraged. I was so down and out. But God. Everyone say, but God. But God who encourages those who are discouraged, encourage us by the arrival of Titus. Paul had a testimony of a friend. I would love to be a part of people's testimony. Come on. I would love for you to be a part of people's testimony. Man, I was down. I was out. I was struggling. I had pressures on the outside. I had fears on the inside. But God, God gave me a community of people. God gave me friendships. God gave me a prayer warrior. God gave me a man of God, a woman of God to pray with me, to love me, to encourage me. Come on, somebody. How about, how about City Light be a but God church? When we thought it was over, but God planted us in a church that was encouraging, that was life-giving. That helped us. The apostle Paul did not say, but God sent an angel from heaven with a prophetic word. No. The apostle Paul said, God sent me a friend. At the right time, I had a friend. And I pray we would always be that. Someone that prayed for me, they loved me, they helped me, they forgave me, they counseled me, they encouraged me. Come on, I want to be that kind of friend. I want us to be that kind of people. Be an encourager, be available, be honest, be fun. Laugh at yourself. Please don't take yourself so seriously. We don't take you that seriously. An old preacher one time said, Javen, laugh at yourself or they'll laugh behind your back. That's why I make fun of myself. That's why I talk about, you know, I wear Spanx. Might as well just say it. Because then y'all can't say it. What, do you, what are you going to say about me that I have not already said about myself? Dear Jesus, I've let it all hang out up, up here. Okay, here's my point. Laugh at yourself. Have fun. Don't be Mr. Serious. Don't be Miss Serious. Don't always be drama. You're exhausting. Come on, have some fun. Laugh a little. Enjoy your life. Amen. Listen, work right now, single people. Work on same gender friendships. Ooh, and I know you girls... Caddy, I just don't like girls. <laughs> I 
you Latinas, I know. Ay, grossa trauma. I'm a Latino, relax. No, your drama. It's funny, girls are drama, but not you, but girls, but not you, but women, but not you. Women are catty. Well, you're one. You need to, you need to, <laughs> you need to work on same gender friendships. Guys, you need to be building friendships with guys. And you need to do that now because you're going to need them when you're married. By the way, by the way, by the way, married people, <laughs> you don't... Uh, Guys, you don't get to have friends who are girls. I, got, I heard one clap from an intimidated. Okay, I'll let the guys clap in a second. And ladies, you don't, you don't get to have friends, friendships with guys when you're married. Okay. Y'all mad at me? I'm an adult. Okay. Um, that's weird. I don't have any girlfriends. I don't have any friends that are girls. I don't talk to girls on the phone. My wife doesn't talk to dudes on the phone. We don't just, I don't walk in the house like, yeah, yeah, hey, Shannon, I'm on the phone with Amanda, just chilling out, just. <laughs> the people that are closest to me in my life, I don't, I don't just text them, hey, what are you up to? Hey, Haley Joe, how's vacay? You know, I don't like. But weird. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> So guys, you don't get to do that. And ladies, you don't, well, yeah, but you know, just at work, there's this one coworker, he just really gets me. No, he's trying to get to you. Because guys are guys. And guys got about one thing on their mind. Unless it's football season, then two things on their mind. But that's about it. So we don't, you don't open up to people, married people, you don't open up to people of the opposite sex, ever. 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 Okay, I'm done. So while you're single, work on friendships with the same gender because you're going to need them. Yeah, you're going to need, guys, you're going to need homies you can talk to. Girls, you're going to need girlfriends you can talk to. I'm talking about good Christian friendships. I'm not talking about ladies, your best friends are other ladies who hate men. And on Friday night, you go drinking at the Blue Martini and you drink three Cosmos. I'm about, oh, men are just pigs and they're just jerks and they're just... Yeah. Sorry, we're, we're Christians. You don't get to do that. Because you know what you do? I'm just being honest. Because you'll walk in the house and you're a little tipsy. And you'll just look at your husband and go, yeah, Sally was saying how many. You start pointing. And guys, by the way, you don't get to just leave work and go, to, go with the homies to the bar and have four or five beers and talk about how terrible women are and how. You don't get to do that. I'm sorry. And all that does is it feeds separation. I'm getting into my marriage talk, but I'm just, I'm helping someone right now. We, you can't feed that because I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how strong your marriage is, you start getting into that and it'll just start separating your marriage. But now back to single people, you gotta build friendships right now, good godly friendships right now because those voices are gonna be so important when you're married. So when you do call a Christian brother and you do start venting and you do start complaining, and they let you do that. And then they go, okay, are you done? Are you done throwing a fit? I guess. <laughs> okay, are you praying? Are you serving? Are you standing on God's word? Are you honoring your wife like Christ loves the church? Are you? Yeah, man, step it up, bro. 
See, I've got, I've got homies in my life. I can call, man, my wife is so mean. Shannon's so mean. Oh, she's so mean. Javen, shut up. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I know. She's good. She's good. She's good. We good. We good. We good. We good. I've got friends that'll say, fix it or I'm sending you all to marriage counseling. No, no, we good. We good. We good. We good. Yeah, yeah, we good. Come on, somebody. I'm serious. I got guys on my board. I mean, they're serious about this stuff. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you, a good friend will save you money. Cheaper than marriage counseling. And, and ladies, you need, you need good girlfriends that will be straight up with you. Yo, are you being nice to him? You loving on him? You encouraging him? Did he do the dishes this week? Yeah, but I mean, he should. I know he should. But you could say thank you. Slap him on the butt. That's all he needs. That's, he just needs one little... One little girl. That's all we need. We're so easy. We're so easy. We think we all that in a bag of chips. We back to varsity football just by doing the dishes. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You got to get some good friends. Got to get some good friends. Am I helping anybody? Am I helping anybody? Am I helping anybody? Guys. Number three, date God's way. I'm not telling you not to date, and not every date is a marriage proposal. Amen. <laughs> but date God's way. Like, like we are believers, y'all. We're a, the, what the Bible calls a peculiar people. We're a holy nation. We're a chosen generation. We're a little weird. We're a little weird. We're a little crazy. Our standards are a little different than the world. I, I'm not against dating apps either. I'm going to talk about dating apps in a second, but... But, you know, you don't just walk into church and look around and, well, that girl's pretty. Hey, you, what are you doing Friday night? Like, dating is not a hobby. It's not a sport. Dating is not something you do on the weekends because you're bored. Hello? I, I think we got to take, I think we need to take dating a little more serious. I don't think it's just, well, but you, you're a guy, I'm a girl. Let's, I, think, I think there needs to be some sacredness to it. Listen. Here's, here's, let me talk to church people because we're in church. Build a friendship first. Here's what that means. You're always in a group and you seem to always kind of just end up by each other. They're just kind of a magnet. Hey, how are you? You just, you're in a small group. You always kind of, oh, hey, how are you? Hey, all right, praise the Lord. <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> praise God. You know. Throw a little Christian pickup line at him. I didn't know angels flew this low. <laughs> I'm out. See you guys next week. God bless. Okay. <laughs> hey, girl, I was just reading the book of Numbers. Realized I didn't have yours. Hey! Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I could go all night. I could go all night. I could go all night. <laughs> I'm done, because I've got 10 more, and I'm done. I'm done. I'm do no, 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 I'm done. I'm already embarrassed. <laughs> so, 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 so. You, you. Uh, no, 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 for real, we're, I'm, I'm humiliated. Trust me. I'm going to wake up this morning at 3 I'm like, why did I do that? Oh. Okay, so. You'll, you'll realize, wow, we just, man, we kind of just, we're always in a group, but we always kind of connect. 
That's a great, that's a great sign that, man, maybe there's some chemistry. So if there's a connection publicly, there's, there might be a connection privately, one-on-one. So especially in church, spare the awkward, weird first date that doesn't go anywhere, and then you got to see them the next Sunday, right? <laughs> and it's like, hey, brother, hello, sister in the Lord, God bless you. What service are you going to go to? Because I'm going to go to a different one, you know? Don't go there. Just keep, build the friendship first to where it's just like, man, this just makes sense. Let's go on a date. It's a, different, it's, a, it's a different way to do it, but it's a better way. Now, with dating apps, I'm not against dating apps. I think there's probably some that are good, and you could try those out. It's a new day. Technology's different today. But let me, let me give you something, whether you're on a first date with someone you know or a first date on a dating app. Look at this. For the first few dates, those dates should be short, casual, shallow, and social. Leave that out for a second. The first few dates. Number one, they should be short. Did you just have a long date? <laughs> no, because you all know what you do. You go on a date and you just talk till 4 a.m. We just talked and talked. And we just connected. We just, we shared our dreams and our hopes and our prayers. Well, you got nothing else to talk about. So what happens is you have a long first date and then a dumb second date. And I mean a dumb, like you do dumb stuff because you ran out of stuff to talk about. How about you keep it short? How about you sit down for the meal, you eat, and you go, well, I gotta go. And you get in your car, and they get in their car, and you bounce, especially if you're on a dating app. Don't let that joker pick you up and know where you live. You don't know that guy. Come on, somebody. You know he's gonna lie anyway. He's gonna say he's 6'5". He rolls up four foot like, hey, girl, how you doing? I'm 6'5 by faith. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Don't let him... Look, we will meet at the Applebee's, praise the Lord. We will meet at the... So keep it short. Just keep it short. You don't need to... You don't, it doesn't need to go two, three hours, four hours. Keep it short. Connect. Leave some mystery. Leave some like, wow, we're already done. Yeah, yeah, we're done. And I'm talking to guys too. Guys, you can end a date too. All right, girl, that was great. Pay for the meal, amen. Pray for the meal, amen. Come on, guys. Pay for the meal. Don't go Dutch. Homie, if you need to go Dutch, you're not ready to date. Like, so like we splitting this or no. Because she's not your homie. You're on a date. Give a little respect. Pay for the meal. Okay. Number two, keep it casual. Keep it casual. Y'all going, it's too fancy. It's a first date. Don't go to Ruth Chris, drop a hundred bucks. I have to sit there for three hours eating steak and lobster and like, keep it casual. That's too nice. Leave that for later. You, go, to, go to Buffalo Wild Wings. You'll find out a lot. Number one, if they order boneless wings, you find out right away they have the intelligence of an 11-year-old. Like, oh, so you want chicken nuggets. You don't want wings. You want... You want nuggets. We could have went to McDonald's. You want nuggets. I'm trying to eat some chicken wings because it's Buffalo Wild Wings. It's, I ain't eating boneless wings. There's no such thing. But anyway, I digress. I'm teasing, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. 
But listen, you can find out a lot about a person by the way they eat a chicken wing. You're on your first date, they seem cool, you seem cool, you're like, yeah, yeah, they eat that. They grab that first wing, they look like a wolf who just found a deer carcass in the winter. You're like, I wouldn't have seen this side of you at Ruth Chris. You would have been on your best. No, 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 dog. We out. Check, please. <laughs> just, whoa, this is weird. <laughs> if they can't eat a chicken wing like a, just a good normal, just at a good tempo, good pace, we're done. We're done. Amen. <laughs> Someone's getting mad at me. That's talking about your boneless wings. Do something casual. Go to, go to Hot and Juicy. Go to Kicking Crab. Get, you know, you'll find out a lot of person. They're eating that corn on the cob. They got Cajun juice going down there. Like, find out about where they're really at. Take them to Korean barbecue. See if they can handle the, the grill. This is like really spicy. No, we're done. We're done. You're not cool enough. If you can't get down with kimchi, we ain't down. We just ain't down. We just ain't. Okay. Come on, somebody. But do, go, you know what I'm saying? Go casual. Go fun. Go light. Go easy. Go to Top Golf. If homeboy goes there, misses a ball, and starts freaking out, ah, I just, ah, whoa, anger. Okay. <laughs> just stop. You're out. Hey, I got to go. I got to wash my hair. You, you out. <sighs> Keep it casual. Here we go. Here we go. Keep it shallow. Keep it shallow. You don't owe someone any secrets. Y'all been on two dates telling everyone everything. Don't do that. So tell me about yourself. Well, I guess that all started when I was two and a half. It's the first time my dad yelled at me. I just remembered card. I'm like, whoa, relax. Don't, tell me about yourself. I love God and that's about all you're gonna find out on this date. Keep it, keep it shallow. You, you, you have children from a previous relationship? Yeah, what are your kids' names? Uh, their names are none of your business. You don't, go, you don't go on a first date pulling out your phone. Yeah, this is Billy. This is Sarah. You don't know that person. Bro, you don't just show pictures of your kids to some girl. Yeah, so this is my... No, no, no. Keep some secrets. Keep it shallow. They don't need to know everything about your life. They don't need to know about your previous marriage and how bad it was. And, you know, you're halfway through an appetizer and that guy's like, I'm going to kill Bill for you. This, this guy was a jerk. That guy was terrible to you. I'm going to find him. Ah. Like, you're like, what? why does he even know about your ex? We start telling all these secrets. They don't get to, they don't get to know that part of you yet. I'm helping you. I'm helping you. you you've you've got to leave mystery. And, and, and physically too. You don't just go there right away. I mean, on any level, keep it cold. Keep it cold for a while. Keep him guessing, ladies. And homie, you don't just have to just go try to grab her. You can keep it cold too. Keep it icy. Keep it a little frigid. Well, he doesn't want to touch me. Yeah, no, not yet. I don't know you like that. I don't need to know how you feel. I don't even know how you kiss. I don't need, nope. We keep in some mystery in this thing. We get an awkward in here. We don't need. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. So listen, listen. You are hardwired for hope. Never forget this. You're hardwired for hope. That hope means positive expectation of something good. 
if you just put it all out there on date one, you've, you've robbed the relationship from hope. Because everything's out there. Leave mystery. Let it build. Let the tension build. Let the, let, let the relationship grow in time. Am I helping you? Okay. Lastly, keep it social. Keep it fun, laugh. See if there's actual chemistry beyond physical chemistry. Because the physical chemistry will probably be there pretty quickly. So you don't, need a, you, don't need a, you don't need to see if that's there. You need to actually see if like, is there like a connection? Can we actually hold a conversation? Keep it social. Uh, be in a place where you can actually talk and where it's fun and it's light and, you, and you're not gonna go so deep. Because that friendship element, by the way, is gonna be so important to your marriage, right? So if you don't have a friendship, marriage is gonna be really tough. So you better find out quickly if that is even a possibility. So date God's way. You can go on date. Absolutely. We're not anti-dating. We're not, but, but we also want to treat it. We, we want to do it. You know, someone said, uh, you know, people want to know, is this, is this the real you or the first date you? It's the first date you. They don't get to know the real you yet. And you don't get to know the real them yet. Your layers, mystery, give it time. Let the relationship grow. Because here's what's really cool about it, if you'll do it this way. If it's not going anywhere, there's no love lost. Does that make, come on. Two or three dates in, you're like, mm-mm. You just move on. And it wasn't weird because you didn't give your heart away. They don't know something about you that other people don't know. They, they didn't, uh, you didn't have a physical anything happen. It was just, it was, it was very, it was very surface. It's like, yeah, we went on a couple of dates. Was, it just didn't work for us, and it's not weird now. Right? And then you just, but man, so many people, I mean, it's two or three dates in, and it's like the whole thing is out there. Yeah, yeah, I just know, I just know we're, we're going to be together. You don't know. You don't. So don't go there yet. Okay. I want you to be single, secure, and satisfied. And I think if you'll take these things today that I've, that I've taught you, it'll really help you. It'll really help you. And, uh, and there is a way to do this God's way. There's a way to date and be single that honors God, honors your own body, honors your own future, and honors the other person. And I'm telling you, you get, this, you get these things practicing in your life and it'll really help you. And it'll really move you forward. And when you do get married, Everyone gets married with baggage, okay, number one. But you can get married with a little less baggage. <laughs> Amen. And that's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to, we're not trying to marry into a perfect, you know, no baggage, completely perfect. No. But, but we're trying to, when we do enter that relationship, we're trying to go in with a little less. A little less baggage. A little more healed. A little more whole. In Jesus' name. Did I help anybody tonight? Did I help you? Come on, let's give God some praise if I... If I helped you. So Father, help every single person in the room tonight to be single, secure, and satisfied, content and grateful with the gift of this single season. And I thank you that your grace is sufficient. I thank you that they're not alone. I thank you that you are with them and I thank you that they have the right friends around them. 
Lord, we just thank you that in, in the right timing, in your timing, whatever that might be, yeah, we, we know there's someone for us. But God, teach this amazing group of people to be absolutely secure and satisfied with this current season because I do believe it will shape their next season. And that's my prayer for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Let's give God one more big clap tonight. Jesus.